Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Roughed Up Podcast. My name is Wesley and I'm joined this evening by Mike Roy, Matt Armstrong, and Tim Rodriguez. What's going on, boys? Hello, guys. Hey, what's up? Real player. Yeah, a lot of, exci- <laughs> lot of excitement tonight. Uh, we are we got a big full slate of games this week. Uh, but as usual, I wanted to start by asking Tim. Tim, how, how was your week as a Niners fan and a Bills fan? Uh, this is a segment we like to call Tim's Tantrums. Uh, this week has started off a little bit better. <laughs> Let's start off by thanking the gods for Nick Mullins coming off the bench from Southern Miss. <laughs> uh, he came in looking like absolute stud. Loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, would you say? Would you say? Uh, is he is he more Joe Montana or more Steve Young for you? <laughs> it's looking more Joe Montana right now than Steve Young. Doesn't look like he can run very much, uh, but. At least he doesn't turn over the ball every other play. That's what that's what I'm most excited about. So you'd say his that, you'd say his floor is Montana and his ceiling is Brady. <laughs> that's what it's looking like right now. Mm-hmm, fair Three fair. touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. That's what I like to see as an Irons fan. Um, on the Bills side, holy crap! Yeah, how do you feel oh, about how do you feel about Nathan Peterman? Oh, the fact that guy is allowed to wear pads every week. Sad disgrace to the league. Holy shit. I've never seen so many pick sixes in my life. Utter, utterly outrageous. Is this, uh, this is, Shab. this is worse than Shop? Yeah, I was oh, thinking Shop. Way worse than Shop. Way worse than Shop. Yeah. It, I mean, he, he on average is, he's averaging three to four interceptions a game. What was the stat? Was it, uh, I forgot which one of you sent it, but something about how if he had just uh, spiked the ball on every play, his passer rating would have been better? Yeah, yeah. If, if, uh, other than trying to throw at Calvin Benjamin every other play. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was because <laughs> because he was, he was tr- literally trying to throw the ball to Benjamin every single play, and it would just get batted up in the air and turn into an interception. What is this team doing? <laughs> like, I understand you want to play young players to like develop them, but is this guy going to develop? No, uh, I mean that's his, he's at his ceiling right now. This is five turnovers a game. This, this is, is his ceiling. This his ceiling is also his floor because you can't you cannot play worse. You cannot play worse. I don't think. Uh, this team made the playoffs. Josh Allen is their franchise quarterback. Uh, Lashawn McCoy got hurt. Uh, a lot of things went bad for this team. Like obviously they weren't playoff hopeful this year, but this team looks like they don't know what they're doing currently. But they had a team coming into the year. Sorry, Tim. Uh, a, a the, 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 the thing is, they still have a good defense. But the problem is, they're yeah, on the so field so much. They're on the field so much, and they're always in a horrible field position. Always. Right. Yeah, they look great. They, I mean, yeah, all right. Their defense looked great against the Bats. So, like, yeah, they're still a half of the team that's good, but their offense just puts them in really bad spots. So. Consistently, like every series. Uh, I, I don't it's it's something that you can turn around. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's an easy fix if you have a quarterback. What if you but were to Josh, a, what if I told you that a former Super Bowl, nearly Super Bowl champion quarterback, in his mid to late twenties, who had taken team to the playoffs multiple times, won a game in Lambeau Field, nearly won the Super Bowl against the Ravens in a power outage. What if I told you he was available for the minimum? Nailing is illegal. This is not a free country, Wes. I hope you know. Well, <laughs> oh, he's actually 30. Colin Kaepernick is 31. Like, yeah, he's 31. Yeah, that's what people don't realize. He's actually older than you think. And he's mm-hmm. and he hasn't been in the league for two years. So. Hey, but yeah, he's had two years of not being hit by fucking linebackers. That's true. I mean, he, he was coming off serious ankle and knee injuries when he... Was playing for the Niners last time he played. You think he's? So, you think like he? His his worst year was like a seven win year. Like there was room for him to be on any of these teams. Oh, I'm not football. He should he should he should he should be on he should be on an NFL roster. Or I'm I'm not denying that he should be. Do, do you think he I plays? Mean, do you think he plays another game in the NFL? No, well, never, never, not. never again. Wow. Especially at the age he's at. I mean. If he were 20, 26, I, I think, 27, maybe. But at 31, I don't think so. He got a late start. I think I, I think he doesn't want to return 
because his brand is more important than whatever minimal yeah, uh, offer they offer him. You know, that, like that's another thing. Yeah, you're right. Emotional speaker for the rest of his life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he can ride this out for the rest of his life. He, I mean, he's a social activist at this point. He's not. A, he's not a, fo- a football player anymore. He spent. He gets paid way more to be an advocate for Nike now than he would ever be a quarterback in the NFL now. Yeah, but in an age when like players are you know not playing and like, holding out to hold their bodies in check and like wait for the for the big paycheck, he might actually see the field coming up with just how little mileage is on his body in the you know last few seasons. I don't know. I wouldn't put it by him to find a team soon with how bad some of the quarterbacks are. Praise Roy, the optimist of the group. I love yeah, I'm you. always the optimist. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Having hope for the Bears and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Tim, thanks for your attention as usual. We'll look forward to, I'm sure, another glorious oh, uh, yes. Nathan Peterman start uh, oh, yeah. this week. We, we'll, we will see Monday night if uh, we have a repeat. But, uh, you know, the jury's still out. Well, one of my best bets might involve one of those teams. Oh, um, um, well, let's let's start first with Spoiler. our our game uh, Thursday night, and that's the Carolina Panthers coming off of. They beat a win. The Bucks by twenty points. Yeah. Wait. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe they covered. Yeah, they they're a cover, right? This is the yeah, type of expertise. Forty-two yeah. twenty-eight. Oh, uh, yeah, so they are going to be three and a half point underdogs visiting Heinz Field. Pittsburgh Steelers also coming off a very very strong performance. Uh, they are at five and two Steelers hosting the six and two Panthers. Three and a half point favorites. Roy, kick us off. Well, like you said, yeah, both teams are rolling into this game. This is a pretty good game, I think. Um, a rarity for Thursday night. I think we've only had one other good Thursday night game when it was the Vikings at the Rams a couple, of, I guess, like a month ago. Um, so this is a pretty good game. Um, I think the Steelers, I was on them last week, and I've been a, like a, a recency bias kind of guy here, thinking that the Steelers would roll into Baltimore and win, and it did. Um, but here, laying three and a half, so that hook, I feel like both teams have really good offenses. The defenses, I think Pittsburgh is a little less, is more suspect than Carolina. I think Carolina right now is a very quiet, under-the-radar team that's putting together on both sides of the ball pretty good performances. And Cam Newton is very quietly putting up, I think, his best season since his MVP year. And so with this game, I feel like the, it comes down to the quarterback and who can make the plays. And I think the Panthers live and die by Cam <clears throat> more than the Steelers do. Like, Big Ben has all these weapons, and James Conner is absolutely dominating. But Carolina, I think more and more is focused on Cam, and, and if he can make plays with his legs and run and, you know, dump it off to um, McCaffrey, but more it's, it's on him, and he's playing lights out right now. So I feel like if he rolls in this game and plays up to Cam Newton levels, their ceiling is higher than the Steelers' ceiling. Mm. Um, and the floor potentially is equal, if not, I mean, a little bit lower, but if Cam's playing well, I feel like that's going to be the swinging factor here. And... Um, I don't know if they're going to win the game. It might be a field goal at the end, but I feel like with Cam, the back door is always open if you know it's a touchdown and they're charging at the last minute. So it's a pretty good game. I, I think Cam will get it done in the end. I actually like Carolina to win this game outright. Um, so I lean Carolina pretty hard. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. I think right now with Cam playing so well that he will make the plays needed to get this team at least – in the game of not win in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Tim, I'm hearing him hemming and hawing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think the Steelers are going to win this game outright. I, I, I think it's going to be more, I think it's going to be a close game. I, these Both these teams are rolling, but I think the Steelers are really hitting their stride right now, uh, especially after that big win against Baltimore last week. Uh, I mean, their offense looked very sharp. It was the sharpest they looked all year. Um, they're and they're getting hot right at the perfect time of year, um, and, and their defense looks a lot better. Who would have thought? And the Steelers' defense looked terrible basically all season. 
and uh, they're finally looking like they're finally hitting a groove where, where they can at, at least give the ball back. So they're not giving up points on every single possession. Um, I, I think this will be a close game, 4-5, or five, but I think the Steelers will pull this one out. Hmm. All right, other side there. Uh, Army. Uh, all right, so the Sharps look at this as a short week with the home favorite getting a couple points here and there. Um, I think the line is perfect. I think the Sharps are all in on, on the Panthers here, and I just do not see Pittsburgh losing at home. Uh, against the Panthers, the the Steelers have their mojo going. The Panthers are going out of conference. I I don't like them here. Um, three three and a half. That's that's a good number. Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you on that one. I think uh, the the number is pretty much right. Um, what sway what sways it for me? Panthers one and two on the road. Uh, Panthers also have uh, Ryan Khalil has an ankle injury and uh, will be a game day decision. Uh, you know, even if he plays, a compromised offensive lineman is pretty critical uh, to a game like this where the Steelers, who don't have a good defense, uh, you know, teams that don't have good defenses, they'll often look to blitz, they'll often look to pressure as a way to make up for their inability to cover. And uh, if you don't have an offensive line that can 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 hold up uh, at a normal rate, we've we've seen what happens to Cam when he's pressured. And uh, and I think uh, I think three and a half here is about right, but I would I would be on the side of the Steelers. I think I'd be no brainer on the Steelers at three. Um, so yeah, and that's what it's moving to. Uh, the juice is definitely going towards the Panthers, but I I, I like the Man- uh, Steelers here. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good two way action on this game. Yeah, that you mentioned should be a good oh, game. And, and the Pats uh, fan base is known for loading on late, so get in if you like this number. The, the other thing I would add here is the uh, Steelers coming off of the Ravens game. Um, so that historically has always been a game that saw those teams falter the following week after sort of beating each other up. Um, so one other thing to think about, that would have uh, you know chipped chip towards, uh, towards Carolina on that end. So not sure we provided any clarity there, but I think it's, it's one of those games that uh, the line is just probably in the right spot. Yeah, it's a tough game, it's a tough game to pick. I mean, I mean, both teams are running high right now. Uh, yeah, it's it's perfect line for you know three three and a half. Uh, I, I like both these teams. It's just with the home field advantage, um, and the fact that if Cam struggles, the Panthers will lose. Well, if Ben struggles, they can still find a way to win. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Well, let's take it down to Sunday Night Football, NFC East divisional rivalry, Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Garrett, the Clapper. Clapper himself is on the hot seat here. Cowboys got off to a decent start, but uh, have fallen now to 3-5 and five, uh, after back-to-back losses. Uh, the Eagles, who picked up uh, Golden Tate, much you know, well-regarded receiver, uh, up to a seven-point favorite here in an interdivision game. Pretty, uh, pretty big line, I think, for, for what we've seen from these two teams. Eagles have been pretty inconsistent. Win-loss, win-loss, loss, win-loss, win. Um, but the seven is, uh, is the number and let's start off, uh, in reverse order. Let's go with army. All right, guys. So, uh, the past couple of weeks I've been, uh, touting the teases on big favorites and I've done pretty well. Um, but this week has a handful of the book trying to defend themselves from these teases that are bearing them. And all these lines are what I think the Eagles should be in that number, should be close to a touchdown, but I don't think they should get a touchdown. It should be six and a half because they, they, they're not world beaters. They, like, they... Well, they quite literally uh, they, they beat the world last year, but this isn't the yeah, same team. They, they won the Super Bowl last year, but not so much this year. They, they've looked like a solid team, well-coached, but they just lack the kind of energy. Um, the Cowboys are dog shit, obviously. But seven in a division. I mean, the Cowboys are on the road, and... 
I didn't see much energy from them last week, but I think I'm just going to stay away from this. I wouldn't tease this either. Like, I think the Cowboys are going to play this as hard as they can. Um, I don't really like any side on this game. I think the line is somewhere we just kind of stay away. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. This is a deserved line. I think I, I think six would also be six is probably more of a true line for me too. I think this is on the high side, but I don't like the, I don't like the Cowboys at all, and uh, I didn't like them before they lost two straight games in ugly fashion. I definitely don't like them now, and this this feels to me I, I would normally be buying low here on the boys or on a team like the boys, but this feels like a falling sword. I'm gonna let it keep dropping. Tim, Roy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna agree with both your guys' statements on that. Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to agree with uh, Philadelphia against seven um, when they've shown struggles. They've shown that they can play well, play at a high level, but they don't show any consistency week to week. Um, and the boys have shown consistency that they're terrible. Um, I, I, I just can't. I, I if I was a betting man, I would not bet this game. Uh, it's interdivision rivalry game. Um, teams usually come out to play when it's in our division. Um, you, you, I would stay away from this line. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's tough. I kind of agree. I think the, uh, it's either look at the Dallas side or, or walk away. Because um, in the division matchup, the team getting points, typically like with the uh, Ravens and Steelers, that's a good side to find, just find the points. And I kind of find that way with the uh, NFC East games, just uh, find the points and take it so here it's either Dallas or bust um but it's just it's so hard to back this Dallas team because they just look kind of so incompetent on offense um I watched a, a lot of that Monday night game um what was it Sunday night Monday night whatever the Dallas uh and um yeah it's just it's hard to distrust because they can't move the ball down the field it's it's stink and dunk it's Z kind of running like into you know nine man fronts and Cooper making plays that's about it it's it's tough so I think I'm looking at Dallas here getting seven points, or else if I'm not feeling it, then I just walk away. Um, and at this point, I kind of like the seven points. I think it's 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 too much. Um, like you said, other books are trying to overreact and and catch up for lost time. So if I'm going to play this, it's going to be Dallas, but it's a really weak lead. Books also. I would, I would agree. Yeah, uh, Amari Cooper. Right, we last week was like, oh, there's no way he's part of the game plan. Of the week, but he he was effectual. Yeah, he, he. I mean, was Des Bryant running great routes? No. So you get another guy who's not running great routes. At least you're getting six receptions a game. Something. Yeah, well, pretty I, good. It looked good. Awesome. Yeah, Amari yeah, Cooper is a lot better athlete in terms of speed, agility than Cooper than uh, Des Bryant. It's just Des is a force. Like he's just a stronger human being. Um, so he, he finds ways to get guys off him, but he he, what he run at the combine? He, well, he, he ran like a four six. Like he's not a super fast guy, and he doesn't very fast, but he's just a force of human. Or Amari Cooper, like that guy is just he's a track star. Sure, but yeah, he got great separation. In like three days, like he was able, and so. They obviously lost the trade. How could anyone, any, how could a professional wide receiver be expected to comprehend the sophisticated Jason Garrett playbook? <laughs> very impressive. Very impressive. Um, yeah, one, Dallas just looks lethargic. They, they can't move the ball down the field like they need to, so it's tough to back them getting any points. Hey, but we all hit that Titans line, though. We all oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we nailed it and then didn't bet on it. Um, I will say the one thing that would concern me about taking the points here is that in this, I hope you guys are sitting down for this. Sean yeah. Lee, Sean Lee is injured. No, surprising. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, that guy never gets mortal, mortal Sean Lee. Wow. <laughs> there is nothing you could bet on more than Sean Lee missing four to six weeks in a season. He is the he's the cow. He's the Cal Rifkin of, of the NFL. Like, you can count on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Whether well, it's concussions, broken clavicle, the guy's out every year for a good amount of time. There's, br- like, players like that, though. You're, you remember Bob Sanders? Like, a god. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It's oh, like, yeah. yeah, when he's on the field, he's all pro. But he literally, like, bulldozes, like, tackles. And, yeah, you're going to hurt yourself doing that shit. <laughs> well, he's also five foot eight, like, 200 pounds. Like, I he has to eight. play that way even to survive. And, and then, by the fact he has to play that way, he's going to get hurt. Yeah. I, I, I don't totally agree with the sizing problem. I think just, like, the form in which these players play allows oh, yeah. them into getting into bad positions. Like, look yeah. at Well, He's fucking the same size. He's been playing for 20 years. I'm pretty sure Eric Weddle is a little bit bigger than Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders is a small guy. He's just a little ball of muscle. <laughs> you don't think Bob Sanders has any muscle? <laughs> hey, we're going to get Bob Sanders on, on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him no, up. What I, what, I would say, what I would say is Bob Sanders is a little ball of muscle, and then Eric Weddle's a little longer and leaner, but I might be wrong. I, I don't have the stat charts of the guy's size in front of me, but it just looks like... Eric Weddle's a little bit larger than Bob Sanders. This is what people tune in for, the Eric Weddle-Bob Sanders debate. <laughs> the, uh, by the way, by the way, just to close the loop, Des Bryant, 4'5", 220, 6'2", Amari Cooper, 4'4", 240. Oh, yeah, that split, that split second is going to cost him. 6'1", 211. I don't like either of those players, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Any other takes on this game? Did we make it around the horn? All right, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Let's uh, let's close it out with a real barn burner. This one every year seems to uh, seems to pop up. Oh, I feel like these two teams uh, just find a way, and uh, we're talking about the New York Football Giants and your San Francisco 49ers. 49ers at home here, three point favorites behind yeah, Nick Mullins. Hey, I'm gonna say I, I like I like the Niners here. I, I, they play well at home, especially on Monday night. Um, they they've dominated on Monday night at home like every year. <laughs> I, I think I don't think they like they beat the Vikings at home two years ago. They play well at home, not this year. No, I'm saying on Monday night. No, I'm not. I'm not saying during the rest of the season, but on Monday night they find a way to win, and they like they dominated the Rams. On Monday night, like they, they shut him out. <laughs> the faithful have spoken. Uh, Tim, one week, Mullins has totally turned this thing around for you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, no, no, the Giants are horrendous. Uh, what were they, they right now? One, one and eight? One and seven? I don't know, man. But last week, the last couple of weeks, the Niners just dogging him as hard as possible. Now, all of a sudden, here we go. I love him. I love him. <laughs> but I, I think Mullins just gives a better opportunity to win, especially the fact he doesn't turn over the football. Talking about and, winning, and just, uh, that was that was the biggest issue that the Niners had over the last four weeks was the fact that CJ Beathard was a turnover machine. Whether it was him fumbling in the backfield or throwing into triple coverage, uh, that's what caused the Niners to lose every week. Just turnovers. Giants, one and three on the road this season. No, one and yeah, one and three on the road this season. Niners two and two at home. Something's got to give. <laughs> the Giants are off a bye, and they get that extra day instead of playing on Sunday. They play on Monday, so that's a big factor. Well, whatever that means. And yeah, what's your handicap off of that? Um, Eli Manning has never lost the 49ers. You can think. Is that uh, true? Williams, if you want, but uh, that's not true. God. That's not true. That's they, not they, true. They, <laughs> Just made up. They, they, they lost the they lost the Niners. They lost the Niners at home in two thousand. <laughs> Just <laughs> false stats. I did not know. I just wanted to say. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to test it out. You just wanted to feel it roll off your tongue. And <laughs> I like that. I like that. Just take it for a spin. Just take take it for a test drive. See how it feels. See if it, see if anyone calls you on it. I will call you on bullshit. Eli Manning never lost in sixteen years in the NFL. Tim knew the actual. But 
I think this is quite easy. Eli looks like a corpse at this point. <laughs> There's no way whatever 11 days can cure his bad play. Like, he's so bad. And the Niners look good. Like, obviously, it's against the Raiders. But, uh, hey. Three, three points at home against an equally bad team. Sign me up for the Niners. Eli Manning okay. or Nathan Peterman? <laughs> Eli, at least, at least he can throw the ball to so, OBJ. So this, yeah. He can so. hand the ball off. So this spread is three. If if Peterman were announced as the Giants' starting quarterback, what would this line be? It's a, a pick up. It's six. To he's six, he's three six. points worse. I think he's probably at least. Yeah. I think it's I think it's. Uh, I think it's a touchdown. I think he's, he's right. At least. Yeah, like, I think I think it's seven. I think they're giving the Niners seven on this. Maybe more because this is a bad team. So you're getting very good points here. That like. I, they keep Eli. Yeah, what value? I think so. Yeah, Peterman. Okay, so so okay, so we said Eli's Eli's a three point underdog here. Peterman would be a seven point underdog here. What what would Mike Roy be? <laughs> Twelve points. Seventeen point. I think those are both low. No yeah. no offense, Roy, but. <laughs> When was the last time you touched hey, it? Hey, Roy, hey, Roy, can you hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley 50 times? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he might die in the middle of the game. They can't wildcat? He has to be on the field every play. What, uh, I have to calm a demeanor of Jay Cutler. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't even... <laughs> my, my guess is you don't even get out of the huddle. Like, you can't even call a play. <laughs> I don't, and I say that like, I don't think I could. It's like... Uh, those plays are extraordinarily co- complex. Like, yeah. You hear Half the guys in the NFL off. can't do it. No. Yeah, whenever they have the like pocket countdown clock, it's like, oh, it's three seconds. Like... What? I can't decide. Omaha, you're fine. Watching Kaepernick come out of the thing and try to translate his like wristband into a play was always a comedy. And he's he does this every day. So just thinking about what I would be able to accomplish. I yeah. No, no, no. Pro right thirty two power. That's the only play I knew from high school and I played an entire (laughs) year. That's all I had, that's all I got. Hand off to the right. That's all I got. Well well in, in the NFL they literally specify every little thing that the um, the receivers are doing and the running back. So it's like, why streak X, X, uh, X screen? Spider 2, what? Banana. And, and, they, there's, and they just break down the entire play. So each call takes like 10 seconds. Even if mentally I was capable of calling these plays, like I knew the playbook back in, you know, front to back, I, I did take a snap at quarterback in high school, and I attempted to do, like, a halfback toss, and I tossed it about seven yards short of the running back. So, so the idea of, like, oh, it's easy to hand it off, like, I actually don't think that would work. <laughs> we'll fail the handoff. I mean, NFL guys hey, fail the handoff. That's why, like, I value Osweiler. Like, at least he knows how to hand it off. Like, that, that is a skill that, like, he is a top one in a hundred player in the world. It's true. <laughs> so we had like, a, like our Thanksgiving football game, and I like take quarterback snaps <laughs> sometimes. And like even our rusher. This is off the rails. This is off the rails. So like, he's counting the seven alligator, and I still feel <laughs> pressure. And he just, when he's just standing there, I still feel the pressure. Oh no! <laughs> not, not this year, Roy. You're gonna be cool and calm. Yeah, you're man. Come on. Come on, Roy. Come on. Years of experience. You'll be fucking. You're a veteran at this point. Yeah, you've seen it and done it. You've been there. You're you're you're, you're not the Peterman. You're at least you're at least a. You're at least a McCown type. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. All right, Monday Night Football. As a guy, as a guy who played quarterback in high school, I handed the ball off almost every single play. So it's not, 
Matt, that was the offense you run in high school. You were, you, so you, far you, off the rail. Tim was. You, you, I thought, <laughs> we, uh, I thought hey, Tim hey. was going to flex on us right there with his high school football experience, and then he just <laughs> he brought it back for hey, us. I was JPD, whole <laughs> MVP. Because I, I was the only receiver. This is like. Uh, for our European users, I was only uh, our European. You <laughs> <laughs> like, ball. I was the only receiver who could catch the ball. So like, it's like holy shit, he caught that ball. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Middle school, uh, middle school rec football. I think uh, you know. Next week, if you tune back in, I'll, I'll tell you guys about how how good a dodgeball player I was in uh, Del Mar Middle School. <laughs> <laughs> Transferred to other. You can't dodge, Peterman Pat. You can't dodge. Oh He's, no. He's uh, not aiming for you though. That's the. Problem. <laughs> you can't dodge. It. You don't know where it's going. Oh man. Speaking of dodgeball, I used to play dodgeball with Howard. It was so Again? random out of nowhere. Yeah. He he would go to the San Francisco Rec League, uh, the Trampoline Rec League that's uh, down by um, by Christie Field. Like. Uh, did he play right-handed? No, he played left-handed. So he was faking his injuries to get the retirement benefits for the MLB. Uh, I don't know, but he would just dodge. He, he wouldn't throw. He wouldn't throw it very hard, but it was so accurate you couldn't dodge it. Tim, Tim, don't lie. Tell, like, be honest. You were testing your arm strength against him, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I was going as hard as I could. And then he just lightly just hit me in the ankle. I'm like, what the hell? It's like a rec league. There's like a bunch of 25-year-old women, and Tim is trying to blow them up with 85-mile-an-hour fastballs. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Like, like one, of, one of the guys that we played with, he was a backup to uh, to Drew Brees at Purdue. Like, like and, he, and he threw so hard. Like, he was just hitting people in the face, just making them do backflips. <laughs> like, what a great way to pick up women. <laughs> fucking drilling them on the trampolines and in the bed. I don't think Tim saw any any women. He was seeing only red. <laughs> he was trying to show off. Hey, if you if you're asking if you hop in that co-ed, you just gotta know it's coming. Out of the way, Chelsea. I got my two seamer ready for him. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my cutter. <laughs> Check out my cutter. No, because you just change arm angles so you can make it spin faster. Okay, Charlie. It was, it was a lot of fun. All right, Charlie Baker. <laughs> Charlie Baker. I throw a little bit harder. <laughs> Oh man, Charlie Baker, how many points? <laughs> how many points? Oh man. All right, let's uh, let's let's get back to let's get back on track. Uh, game of the week, other than Roy's Thanksgiving uh, turkey bowl, what uh, what game what game do you like here? Roy, you can kick us off. All right, so go back to the uh, the well that or the the chasm that Tim opened at the start of the show. <laughs> I, I like the Buffalo what are you, Bills. What are you here. alluding oh, to there? That sounded God. vaguely suggestive. Being so, <laughs> sexual. Extremely on point. Um, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, so Sam Darnold's injured. He's in a boot. He's not playing. Josh McCowan is starting this game. He hasn't thrown a pass yet this season. He's obviously competent. He's a fine backup, but to just walk on the team and delay seven points. It, that's a lot to me. Um, obviously, the Bills are horrendous, and I don't know how to score. But I just see this line as okay. The Bills getting points, sure. Every game they're getting points, but should the Jets be laying points? I don't think so. Um, especially with now uh, Josh McCown starting this game. So to me, I I'll take the points here. I think Buffalo's defense, like we said earlier, is solid. They 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 play well. This is a game they can probably win. Um, I don't know if they will, but I, I don't think the Jets should be laying that many points here. So I, I'm uh, I'm feeling this this quarterback making his first start of the season and taking the Bills. What would the line be um, if the Buffalo Bills quarterback was in fact Buffalo Bill? <laughs> oh my God! Hey, if it was, if it was a corpse. I'll take a corpse. Uh, <laughs> all up in here. 
there's no way that you should take the Bills in <laughs> because the Jets have looked kind of uh, dodgy, but they're a football team. They've been winning games, you know. They have like know, the something. top five defense at DVOA. Yeah, they've been a puncher. They've been punching. And shit, yeah, a touchdown in the division. But like, the Bills are fucking inting. They are not trying. <laughs> or if they're trying, everyone in the front office should be fired. But also, the over under is at 37. 37, so that's the last one game. I've never seen that. They assume <laughs> the Jets are going to score 30 and the Bills will score 7. <laughs> <laughs> that is they, the Bills, right? Haven't like scored a touchdown in like, or like they haven't scored more than a touchdown in like six games in a row or something. Well, P- Peter, to be fair, Peterman did have a QB sneak touchdown last weekend. Hey, Lamar, fucking a legend. <laughs> no way you can QB sneak with only the greatest players in the world. So. Yeah, Bills have scored uh, 0, 13, 13, 5, 6, and 9. God. Yeah, so there's no way you can trust the Bills offense to score a touchdown. So you're only thinking the Jets will score less than 15 points. I, I, all I have to say is that after reading Bills news all week, Josh Allen looks like he's healthy enough to play. So, on that point, I, I'm 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 gonna agree with Roy. Oh. Just 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 because just because I'm a Bills fan, I never am gonna bet against my own team. I'm never gonna and, bet against and, the Bills. God forbid. <laughs> my, and, the, and the and the fact and the fact is, I think Josh Allen will revitalize this team. At least they'll put up a semblance of a game where they won't get absolutely destroyed, especially against a backup. Um, I know Josh McCown played all of last season, but he hasn't picked up a football since the end of last year. So, sure, but he was a he was a Pro Bowl player last year. Yeah, he just got injured. He was good. Um, no, he's caught up. Like, he's sure. a Fitz, he's a. The, the, the question is, uh, why is this line open? They must think that Josh Allen is not available. No, uh, he he has been throwing all week. I've literally looked at every single day at his progress. He's been throwing all week without pain. So <laughs> like I've, looked, I've, I've looked guess, every single day at Josh Allen's performance. <laughs> Why? Yeah, what right. are you doing? <laughs> so it, it's looking like he's going to be starting on Sunday. And if he starts on Sunday, I, I think the, the Bills will keep it close. All right. You heard it. And my here. last Bills bets bet. My last time I picked the Bills best bet was plus eight, and they covered. So right. I'm I'm riding the Bills plus seven or high. Give me one more point, and I'll think about it. Yeah, I think if you gave me the half, I would that would be enough. Yeah. Um, you you convinced me. Yeah, right. It's like literally just not a line that I like. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what is a line that you do like? Saints minus any points against <laughs> the Bengals. They are currently minus six. I bet this game uh, pretty heavily. This is, I, I, <laughs> there's nothing to like about the Bengals. I think they're they're coming off with a bye, right? That's the only thing to like about that team. I like that team, and so I was gonna. This was gonna be my game. <laughs> I was gonna go on the Bengals. The West, you're gonna just take the flip side of this, though. I Let's was go. thinking about it. We'll talk about it though. Go ahead, finish. I yeah, the Saints are looking like gods. Uh, I don't like the Bengals. Uh, I, there are portions of the player base that I like, but their coaching staff and just the way they handle their franchise, I don't like. And the Saints are looking good. So that's easy money for me. Obviously, they're outside. Saints are different outside. But I think the Saints are the second best team. Uh, like, where are they? They're probably, like, top three. Yeah, they're in there. Chiefs, Chiefs Pats, Saints, Rams. Yeah. I, uh, I, think, I think Cincinnati is good, and I think this is, to me, this is the time. This is, I don't know if it's the time, but it is 
this part of the season where I am selling high on teams. I think the the hype really couldn't be much bigger for Drew Brees and the Saints coming off of a big win last week um, over the Rams. And uh, this is, I think, it might be early, but I think Cincinnati is a competent team. Giving six points at home is pretty aggressive for a team that can score, and I think Cincinnati can score. Uh, this this has the makings to me of, you know, shootout. And uh, in a game like that, give me the home team getting big points. I'll uh, I'll jump on it. Hey, but are you going to be watching Dalton try and outshoot Drew Brees? No. No, you're not going to watch this game. No. You have no faith. No. I, I have I, I have faith in the number. That's it. I, I, I agree. I don't love the Bengals, but I think that they are a average to slightly above average team facing an elite team. And an elite team on the road, having just faced another elite team, I tend to fade those. Uh, especially, yeah, I think this is a letdown like spot. The Saints got worn down. Oh, man, that Rams defense really wore them out. Like, it was just a fucking run-it-down-the-field fest. Trap me. Yeah. No, so I, like, I, I will not be surprised if they get blown out here, but uh, I think this is probably a point or two too high for me, um, and so I'll take the extra the edge there. Uh, but maybe I'll come back with a bonus pick at the end if uh, if we get through the, the next couple of ones quickly. No AJ Green this game. He's done. Okay, I'm off. Yeah, I'm off. I'm off the Bengals. Also, yep, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm off the Bengals. I'll, I'll pick I'm another game. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was one of my uh, thoughts. I I haven't seen that there was maybe an AJ Green. But, oh yeah, um, he's out for at least two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I don't like AJ Green is a big factor of this team, but I I don't even know if that would decide whether the Saints were going to smash the Bengals. Hmm. Fair enough. I think if it goes to seven, even without AJ, I would be back on the Bengals, but that definitely gives me some pause. All right. Tim, jump on that Buffalo Bills yeah, side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to take the Seahawks getting 10 points. Oh. That's going to be my game. That was my other one. I like that one quite a bit, actually. Oh, man. I... I... I love the Rams. I think they're a fantastic team, and I think they're going to win this game. But do I think they're going to win by 10? I don't think they're going to win by 10, um, especially in our division game. I don't, I don't, I don't like that, that number um, for the Rams. Uh, I love Seahawks. The Seahawks have been inconsistent this year, but they have proven that they're at least a decent team, that they're not going to get run over. Yeah, they're confident. But, they're confident. They're confident, and I think a confident team can keep it to 10 or below against the Rams. So I'll I'll I'm going to hop in and say last week when I tried to survey you guys about the Seahawks versus the Chargers, I was a big hater of the Seahawks going into that game, and they didn't show, and they were at home. They didn't show me a team that's capable of winning games or being competent. And 10 is humongous in the division. And two years ago, the Seahawks would have been minus 10. But I think the Seahawks are a bad team. Mm. They have injuries. They have Russell Wilson, who's a god. But they've gotten rid of a lot of key parts to their team. And they are capable of baking it with uh, good coaching, good like uh, roster management. But they're facing a juggernaut on the road. And I don't, I mean, I won't bet this game, but I don't like the Seahawks at all for the rest of the year. They suck. <laughs> all right. I mean, I, I mean, they're not a good, uh, they're, they're an I, average team. Juggernaut versus a average 
average mediocre team is 10 points that high, really? That was a big letdown spot last week. I agree with you. I actually like or love the Seahawks in that spot. And watching them kind of flounder and not being able to put up points, just no offense, drop passes, you know, like throwing to no-name receivers, it's just, it, it did not look good. And I agree with you that this is a lot of points, but the Seahawks just, I don't know, they don't look that confident. Uh, it's, it's, it's Russell yeah. Wilson kind of running around, throwing, throwing uh, to no one. And it's, yeah. it's, it's scary because, I mean, that was such a nice spot for them. And I don't know. Normally, I totally agree with you guys, but interdivision games, you can never tell. Ten is you a lot. Never. They had the Rams uh, pretty close last time. You, you can, you can't. The good teams are smashing the bad teams. The, like, so, like, my teasers have been hitting every week because the good teams are winning and covering every game. It's not even close. Like, the books are getting smashed on this. And, like, I don't think the Rams versus the Seahawks is a close game currently. So you must love KC in this spot too, huh? Not at the 17. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might bite it, uh, but yeah, that's that's a crazy number. I once, uh, and it had to have been a couple of years ago, but I once teased a 17 up to a 24. And <laughs> no. And they lost. <laughs> so I'm gonna outright. They lost outright. It, well, I mean, the it was the Jags. They were minus, or they were plus seventeen, and I teased it to plus twenty four, and they lost. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so it's like the teams that are being calculated at being ten point plus dogs are losing outright ATS a lot in this year and last year. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's like, sure, in our use, like we've been betting for decades, we're, we're veterans of the scene, and it's like, oh shit, 10 points in is a, that's fucking crazy, I'm just gonna bet this blindly. That's not a wrong line anymore. The good team, the, there's like eight good teams, and the rest are fucking horseshit. And you should just assume they're gonna blow the fuck out of them. What do you think of the Tennessee Titans at the Patriots getting, or hosting the Patriots getting seven points at home? I'm gonna jump on that game. I'm gonna take the Titans. Give me the touchdown. Mm. I like them at home here. Patriots have been rolling. I think they can win this game. I think this is a low-scoring game, and a touchdown is probably too much. You think it was a, a low-scoring game? Uh, like, uh, I, I, would, so. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think so. That's uh, fair. No, no, that's a fair game. I, I mean, the Titans have good defense. They they aren't going to blow, blow up the scoreboard, but, but they can hold, hold the game. 17-13, Pats. I, I was going to... I, I, I let off saying that I'm not teasing this week. Because, like, the favorites are not in a good spot. Teasing the Chiefs to minus 11, that's worthless. Teasing the Pats to minus 1, worthless. Um, Yeah, all all these are very much in a spot where it's either a blowout or they lose outright, in my mind. Chargers at the Raiders is another one I would consider taking the points. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Laying the points, laying the points, laying the points. Excuse me. Laying the points, laying the points. My bad, my bad. Laying the points. Yeah, Chargers on the road, but minus 10 on the road. I think the Raiders are finished. Yeah, I, I would actually take the Chargers on that because the, the Raiders, after last week, I've never seen the last They quit last week. The last couple weeks it's been embarrassing. What they showed against the Colts. And what they showed against the Niners, that was... That one, like, run, oh. like, that one little screen pass where he literally just passed one defender and it ended the end zone. It's like, the entire Raiders defense just didn't show. You, you, uh, you mean the sweep to Mostert? Yeah, Mostert yeah. Just ran down the sideline and... He had to make one guy miss, and then that was it. 
My, well, Mike McGlinchey was out front the entire time. He blocked like three guys. How did you not know Mike McGlinchey? <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> that team is interesting. Can you cut uh, coaches' salaries from your cap? And they don't count no. against the cap. Oh, they, they don't count against they don't count against the cap anyway. But it's just the fact that he received money. Yeah. Oh well, he has guaranteed money. No, not normally, but he has guaranteed money. He got a hundred million guaranteed. <laughs> he got ten. He got he got a hundred million, a hundred million guaranteed for ten years. How many I, games does he have to lose before he's done? So the leech is. Well, was he was he three and thirty one as a coach? So the leech is longer than Hugh. We're saying for sure because of the money. Oh, oh yeah, for money. sure. Is it four and forty one? Dude, I might be more than. Is it five and fifty one? It might be like five and fifty, maybe five no. and sixty. Sixty losses. So, so this. <laughs> they would arrange something. Whether it would be an assassination or a severance, it would range something before they got to six and sixty-one. Next year is their last year in Oakland. Right? Oh, yeah, no, this so, year it is. I mean, if they're able no, no, to. They're they're, they're, aren't they moving in twenty twenty? Yes, but their lease is up on on O.co this year, so actually they need a place to play next year uh, before Vegas twenty twenty. So oh, next year. Really? Is, yeah. So, but but where are they going to play? <laughs> no one knows. They'll play at. Uh, AT&T Park. Maybe Cal Stadium? Cal. Yeah, yeah, they could probably get Cal or they could get Stanford. But no, that's the big mystery. Is is they're out for a stadium next year? UNLV football. But but my my point was like, all right, so this year plus next year of being dog shit, if fucking Belichick says like, oh, I'm ready to cash in, like, you don't think the Raiders cut this guy? Or like Brian Kelly is open. Or Chip Kelly. <laughs> Chip Kelly. Some Chip fucking Kelly. bad fucking college coach. Oh. Nick Saban's ready to try the NFL again. Let's bring <laughs> him in for the inaugural Las Vegas season. For for most for most teams I totally agree with you, but for the Raiders, that is a shit ton of money. That is a lot of money just to be throwing in the garbage bin. They got a free stadium from Las Vegas, though. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I, I don't know. That was the whole entire point, the reason why they didn't keep Khalil Mack. I mean, it was, was the fact that they, they literally had zero money to give to him. Because um, they gave it all to Gruden. They've <laughs> been under, like, the salary cap for, like, four or five years. Like, by, like, 20, 30 million. And well, they get, they, they get they give a crap ton to Carr, and then they they paid out uh, they paid Amari Cooper, and then uh, wow. and then and then they paid a oh they paid the offensive lineman. They gave them they gave them max contracts to two to their two, and then which left nothing to, for Khalil Mack because the way the contract system works in uh, the NFL is. That you have to put their money into escrow, so, oh they all, so they're so they're so they're guaranteed money. That's it. You've hit the money. daily double. Dun, 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 dun. You've used the word escrow on this podcast. <laughs> We've no say say his guaranteed money is it. They have to put eighty five million dollars in escrow account for. Him. Oh, Jesus, how what are a, they so low in cash? That's fucking nuts. What a world! What a world! Yeah, pretty amazing. Hmm. All right. Any, uh, I want to say um, there's been <laughs> some crazy ass line shifts in the last couple of weeks because Las Vegas has been getting bad by teasers. These like 17, 14 lines is fucking nuts. The Chiefs versus Cardinals like 17 and a half. <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah that's like I could look up an Alabama line and it would be similar 
Alabama versus like Francisco <laughs> City College. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama versus Nathan Peterman. I I have I have I will let you know I have I haven't I have submitted my wager on behalf of the Arizona Cardinals plus seventeen points. Oh, I, I like that. I will I will I'll write back to you when they're down forty two nothing at halftime. Hey Army Army was uh, SFCC still still a team because I know they're thinking about getting rid of it. Uh yeah. They, they, have, they have funding. Oh, yeah, because I, I remember they were trying to get rid of that for a long time, but they were, like, the number one ranked team in the country for, like, like 10 years. Yeah. It's uh, my alma mater. <laughs> you left quite the legacy. I was, I was lifting weights with national champions. But, uh, uh, yeah, they, they got funding from, you know, whatever donor. I'm all right. Glad to hear it. All right, boys. I think we've done it. I think we said it all. Week nine or ten or wherever we are. So let me do a recap quickly. Should I do the? Uh, yes. Yes, please. The, yes. Yes, please. So I've been. Uh, I went through the previous podcast and tracked all of our best bets. And it looks like uh, week four, when it was just Wes and I on the show, the weeks one to three, we were picking all the games. I think we only started doing the best bets week four and onward. So. So I have data from week five to nine, so five weeks of the season when we each made our best bets. And I went with kind of what we said initially. Like, if one guy's like, oh, that was my pick too, like, we could pick the same game. I think that's okay to pick the same game. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I have what we initially said like was our pick going forward. So from week five on, so five weeks in the books, we have in last place with two correct picks, we have Tim. Tim has the Pats and the Colts as winners. And then Wes and Army are tied with three out of five, right? And I'm in the lead with four out of five, right? Be honest with me, you've been doing this every week, and you've just been waiting for us to fall behind you. So, yeah. So I did it. No, I think weeks one to three, we just picked every game. Yeah, yeah. We changed, too many to we changed count. the format. Yeah, so... We have our best bets from week five on. So we have... Hey, but I have my own spin. So your own spin. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, Eli Manning has never lost to the Niners. It's it's fun going back and listening and, like, hearing some picks when Army, like, your Niners plus 10 was the best bet in week seven. Hell, yeah. I think the Rams absolutely can... Yeah, stuff like that. Hey. So, so Tim City and two... West that was a close game. They only lost by 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that week was bad. Oh, my goodness. What was that, two weeks ago? <laughs> that was week seven. Yeah, that was, that was a Now they have watch. Joe Montana at quarterback. <laughs> I was one week behind. Damn. Dude, yeah. You, you had Brett Favre calling him in the postgame show. Really far. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they both went to they both went to uh, Southern Miss. Called him up, told him, "Buddy, Nick, I'm gonna be facing you in the Super Bowl as I quarterback the Buffalo Bills." Yeah. Well, I won't allow you to supplant me. <laughs> well, Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins holds all the records at Southern Miss. He uh, he passed he passed yeah. Brett Favre. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone in that town's forgotten about Brett Favre. <laughs> So he's like, yeah. so they're actually like pretty close. They talk on like a, a weekly basis. It's, yeah. it's pretty interesting when they actually. He, Brett, and also, Brett Favre is like close with Steve Mariucci. Oh my God. Sh- <laughs> and so, like, he just called into the show randomly on the post game show on Thursday Night Football. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do if I was on that show and had millions of dollars in the bank. I just had my friends call up and put them on the air. Steve, I'll let you. I totally uh, appreciate Roy. Uh, yeah, thanks for keeping that record keeping together. Track. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool because yeah, we were at, we were always wondering that was this so. Funny? So just for more information, just like so we can go quick, just for your information, it's just kind of funny. So the games that 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 we've picked wrong, 
So here are the teams. Just see if like, there's any trends or for your own tinkering. So here's the games that 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 you've gotten wrong in, in the last five weeks. So Tim got the Broncos, the Bears, and the Redskins wrong. Army has the Niners and the Rams wrong. Wes has the Vikings and the Seahawks wrong. And I had the Browns wrong. An illustrious list of teams. Yeah, interesting. Kind of a eclectic mix there, but yeah, no like divisional or conference like uh, selection. Are you off the Browns, Roy? This week, um, I fucking five at home against the Falcons. I fucking love the fact that this guy claimed he had eleven written offers, and like Mike Lombardi, the former GM of the Browns, said that. He's been working in football for 30 years. He's never even heard of a coach receiving a, a written offer. <laughs> like, there's there's no such thing as like a no job interview coaching offer. Yeah, Greg, what was it, Greg Williams? Yeah. yeah. Greg Williams is a clown. He's always a <laughs> clown. Uh, Tim, Tim I, I had 11 offers to be a head coach, but I, yeah. I, I wanted the Browns job as the yeah, coordinator. Yeah, it's funny because like, how much did uh, Tomasulo get? Tomasulo. I will he, never. He got like uh, that guy right. His name is Tomasulo, and it's, uh, and he got like two and a half million like signing. Yeah. Hey, why wouldn't you sign that? He got like that? six million. Yeah. Why? Hey, I will fucking go zero and sixteen for two million dollars. Like. What is his other options? Being the best O line coach for ten years. Defensive line coach. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, you get like hundred, two hundred thousand a year versus like two million upfront guaranteed money, and you can go back to being a defensive line coach. Like, uh, like why would Greg Williams turn down those deals? You know he's waiting. He's he's biding his time, man. That guy's been waiting, waiting for the right, right opportunity. Been and since he was trying to tell his players to blow out guys, <laughs> <laughs> he was banned from the league for an entire year. For, uh... <laughs> what a what an idea that like it's one thing if you're like fucking. Um, you know, Josh McDaniels. It's like, oh, you're the offensive coordinator for a team that's guaranteed to be in the AFC Championship game. Like, all right, you probably have a pretty good job. But, like, you went to the Browns to be a defensive coordinator over any head coaching job. Although, I, I think someone did an analysis. He never said they were NFL head coaching jobs. So, perhaps they were, we're talking about, like, Pop Warner, junior college. Like, yeah, I would believe that, that, that there was some, you know... Brett, Brett Southern Miss wanted him to come and restore Brett Favre. Hey, but he turned those down too. Like, <laughs> would you rather be a defensive head coach at the Browns or be like paid fucking obscene college head coach money? Would it Would it shock yeah. you if I told you? What if I told you that Greg Williams had used the same playbook for thirty five years? Like he's just on autopilot, and you can't do that as the head coach. You can only do it as a coordinator. Hey, it seems like a great job because I, I could call plays in the NFL. Just like run Madden, <laughs> like my calls. <laughs> it's, it's oh shit! I have bad players. Well, the play didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> cover two, cover two. We run the cover two here. Right, it has nothing. Like oh shit, we ran a great scheme here. But we're the Browns, <laughs> and we lost. <laughs> the thing is now that there really isn't any excuses that the Browns have. They actually have good players. I mean, the excuses they are they have bad coaches. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that is literally it, because they have good players on both sides of the ball. The problem is their coaching is horrendous. It's so bad. I mean, if they even had a remotely effective coach, this team would win 10 games. They got Carlo Clyde, basically, because they had too many good running backs. Like, yes. I this team would be above 500 right now. Yeah, so they've had the some bad beats. They've had some bad beats. The game against the Oakland Raiders, they had that game won, but a bad call. That was a terrible was call. A, 
It was a fumble that would run, was run in for a touchdown that was called back. Yeah. That was a, it should be like was one. Five hundred. But they're still bad. They're not like they, they, had, they had a game okay, they had a game that they tied that they should have won because of bad field goal kicking. They missed they missed four field goals in that game. The game ended in a tie. And then they lost the game I mean they, they lost the game against the uh against Saints. the Buccaneers. Against the Buccaneers too. Where they where they missed three field goals in that game. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've, they've had four fifty fifties. They were down by like twenty one in that game. <laughs> I don't. The, the like game was twenty three twenty three for until until the end of the game. No, they were like down like two touchdowns, like pretty late in that game. Browns, so, like, uh, yeah, they were being close. Was kind of. Yeah, they, they were down. They were down twenty three to nine um, at the start of the fourth quarter. Can I score yeah. two touchdowns, tied it back yeah, up. Yep. They tied it up. And they both missed two field goals. Each other is off until yeah, overtime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've come full circle. We've gone over an hour. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it there, boys. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, everyone. Hell yeah! All right, all right. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Yeah. yeah. Have a good night, man.